guys, this is Sabo Lee from Brands That Sell. And if you want to be a better communicator, then you should be listening to the Art of Communication podcast with my good friend, Greg Rice. Welcome to the Art of Communication, where entrepreneurs learn to grow their business more effectively through mastering their ability to connect to others. Whether you're looking to increase revenue, widen your network, or just getting others to buy into your vision, we'll help you dramatically transform your business and life by communicating more effectively, improving your leadership skills, and reinvesting time back into your family. You're only one good conversation away from transforming your business and your life. So let's start the conversation with your host, Greg Rice. Hey guys, today I had the pleasure of speaking with Saba Ali. Saba is the founder of Unforgettable Brands and Unforgettable Lives, where she helps entrepreneurs create unforgettable stories for their brands that connect with customers and drive sales. She's also a huge social media influencer, a best-selling author, and a two-times TEDx speaker. And she's done all that just being out of college about two years now. So she's a young entrepreneur and gives a lot of great advice about how young entrepreneurs can succeed. So we talk about how younger folks trying to start their businesses can overcome imposter bias and get taken seriously and and drive success. We talk about the keys for developing an unforgettable brand story that's sure to connect with customers. And we even talk about how to score an invite to to do a TED Talk, as well as a number of other great topics. So we had a really great conversation. I had a lot of fun talking to Saba. And if you are a young entrepreneur, there is a ton that you can learn from Saba's story. Hey, Saba, thank you so much for joining us on the Art of Communication podcast today. Really excited to have you on. I'm so excited to be here. I love doing podcast interviews. They're by far one of my favorite things to do. (laughs) Great, great. Well, hopefully I can give you a really enjoyable experience. It could be a little getaway for you. Really excited about the perspective you're going to bring as both a young entrepreneur, but then also as a kind of a master storyteller, if you will, and kind of all the communication aspects that go around those two things. But to kind of kick it off, I'd love to just hear the story of how you got started on this entrepreneurial journey. I know you got started in college, which is pretty early for a lot of entrepreneurs. So (laughs) I'd love to just kind of hear that story and we'll go from there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So this is going like way back, like four to five years. So this was... Um, when I was actually 19 years old in college. So, so backstory, when I was growing up, I was always interested in entrepreneurship, but I never really thought I'd actually, you know, go out and build my own business. So, you know, I did the typical, went to high school, went to college. And then my second year of college, I actually went to go listen to a speaker for extra credit. And at the time it was, uh, I was actually really sick at that time. Like that, that very day I was sick. I didn't want to go listen to this guy speak. And what happened was he was an entrepreneur and he was sharing his story, going through college, graduating and starting a business. And he was actually looking for interns for an event that he was throwing in Des Moines, Iowa, which is where I'm from. So long story short, what happened was I reached out to him. I started to intern alongside his event and his companies which is how I kind of got exposed to like this entire world of entrepreneurship. So the following one to two years after that, I was just working alongside him, learning a lot about PR and branding and marketing and storytelling. And as I was doing that in college, obviously I was still going to classes, but I was also documenting and sharing my story on social media. 
And at the time, like I wasn't selling anything. I was solely just, you know, posting pictures and videos. And I started to build up an audience that way, believe it or not. So I was like, okay, people are starting to follow me. What can I do to kind of like amplify my brand even more? So then my sophomore year, I believe when I was 20, I wrote a book and that was specifically just on kind of my story. It was geared towards college students at the time because that's what I was super passionate about. Um, I actually I actually wrote the book in 30 days. I launched it on Amazon. It hit bestseller wow. within a few hours. So that was really like the first product that I sold online. And that really allowed me to, to do a lot of TV features, speak on stages, and kind of get like my brand and my business going. And then I was still working with my mentor, Brandon. And then I came to my senior year of college. I was like, okay, when I graduate, you know, I'm not about to go and work a job and work for somebody else. So I was like, okay, I need to actually start my own thing. And so I first started working with a lot of local businesses, helping them with their Instagram and social media presence. I did like the agency type of model for a few months, but I realized I really love to connect with people. So when I graduated college, I transitioned into coaching. So um, now it's been two years since I graduated. I've been doing full-time coaching online. So basically, Basically, what I do now is I work with a lot of online entrepreneurs, helping them sell more of their high ticket offers, all done through personal branding and organic marketing strategies. So, you know, over the course of the few years, you know, I, I transition into doing this now. So that's a, a tremendous story. I think a couple things jumped out at me. One is the importance of you know, one event, one conversation can have in your life, right? Oh. Because you weren't feeling good. You probably almost didn't go to that event. If you hadn't, yep. <laughs> completely different path, right? It just fascinates me how one one interaction in your life can have so much impact. Oh, the other yeah. thing that jumped out at me was the importance of mentoring, right? You obviously developed a relationship with this mentor that really provided you a lot of great guidance and kind of got you started. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us seek to have those kinds of relationships as we're starting out. I'd love to hear from you just about that first conversation with him, right? Because you obviously at some point had to say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm a volunteer, I'm interning, whatever, but I'd really like to take a deeper relationship with you and learn from you, right? What was that conversation like? How'd you get up the guts to do that? And how can other folks do it too? Yeah, so it's really funny. So um, if you were to meet me like, back when I was 19, I'm an, ex- I was an extremely shy person. So I'm still naturally really introverted. So actually when he came and spoke, his name is Brandon, um, my mentor at the time, I didn't go up and talk to him. I actually just asked for his business card and I emailed him later. <laughs> so I was way too afraid to even talk with him about what happened was I emailed him. I shared a little bit about my story through the email and I said, I wanted the opportunity to intern with him. So what happened was we jumped on like a video call and, you know, I shared a little bit about my story, what it would mean for me to help him with his event and his business. So um, I, I interned for free, so I wasn't getting paid, but I was mm-hmm. so like I was so passionate about the vision that he was creating. So there were a few other interns, but I turned out to be the best because <laughs> they're very competitive. So honestly, like I, I just added so much value that, you know, I just start to work on this along his company. So, you know, eventually when I start to work with his companies, obviously I was getting paid, but you know, for me, it was always about value added first because I got so many you know, introductions with successful entrepreneurs and Brandon, you know, inviting me to his like red carpet premieres and events and like networking in different places. So I think for people, whether they're just starting out or if you're actively like looking for a mentor, you know, always lead with the value first, because Mm -hmm. that's like all the intention I ever had when I was just starting out to, 
Yeah. So I think uh, authentically communicating your passion and interest up front to kind of, you know, get his attention and then adding value, like you said, you know, looking to give more than you get. And when you do that, good things just happen over the long term. Worst mm-hmm. case is you learn a lot, you know, best yeah. case is you, you get a really true mentor who can help you succeed. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I mean, a lot of people when they're just starting, like, obviously I wanted to make money when I started, but a lot of people, they just focus on money. So it's hard for them to kind of get going. But, you know, I worked for Brandon for free for months and people don't know, but like I, I did a lot of PR and marketing in the back end. So, you know, I, I was actually the one, if, if people are familiar with who Brandon Adams is, I was the one who actually landed him on Grant Cardone's TV show. Right. Oh. So I just provide a lot of like front end value and, you know, just, just did a lot of hard work. So, I was not only able to obviously like move up and working closer with him, but also, you know, continue to build up my brand on, on my own side. Right. So, I mean, I think communicating what it is that you want and what it is that you want to have a relationship with that person you're trying to have it with, um, is really, really key. Let's change topics a bit. So you're obviously a young entrepreneur out of school, a few years, developing this great business, this big brand, working with leaders in the space. Mm -hmm. I'm curious if you find it challenging sometimes to almost be taken seriously, at least initially, right? Especially as you're dealing with, you know, 50-year-old corporate executives who've been doing this forever and think they know everything. Um, I know when I was young and kind of entering the professional world, I was always worried about that and had some struggles, but for the most part, it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal, but I also wasn't doing big things like you are. So I'd love to get your take on that. Yeah. So I actually struggle with this a lot, um, internal beliefs and then also other people not taking me seriously because yeah, when I first started, I was really young and I was also still in college. So of course, you know, when I, when I started my business and when I actually started to work with my clients, I always felt like, you know, no one would actually pay me for my value and for my Mm -hmm. services. But then it was funny. One time I actually had a conversation with one of my good friends and I was telling him how I feel like no one ever takes me seriously, not just because I'm young, but I'm also like a female and I'm like a minority. And he, he told me, he was like, Sabas, anyone actually like ever said that to you in your face? I'm like, maybe like once, but like, honestly, <laughs> not really. So the, like the thoughts that I was telling myself a lot of the times, you know, we kind of just live in that state of, oh, I feel like people won't take me seriously, even though no one's ever said that, you know, to you before. But how I kind of overcame it was when I actually landed, I'll tell you a quick story. When I landed my first client, it was um, a local business and they were like a restaurant slash brewery. And I was, I think... I was 20 years old at the time and I was actually walking into local businesses and sharing my presentation of helping them manage their social media. So I was like super nervous. Yeah, I was super nervous. I brought my laptop in and I had set up an appointment with like the owner prior to this. And she sat down with like a, like a notebook and like a pen. And I started to, you know, kind of go through the presentation, started talking about Instagram and hashtags and like five minutes. And she stopped me and she was like, wait, hold on, Saba. Will you tell me what a hashtag is? (laughs) And at that moment I knew like I knew so much more than she did just because like I, I was born and raised through social media. She wasn't, and she Mm -hmm. was busy at other parts of her business. So that's the first client I closed for like 1500 on retainer. And that, that just gave me a lot more motivation that like, Oh, people need your help because they don't know every single area of, you know, what it is that they're working on. 
Absolutely. And I think a lot of times we discount the talents that we have and the skills that we have because we don't think other folks will find them valuable. But there's somebody out there that needs that knowledge and doesn't have it, especially in, in your case. And I think younger folks case who, to your point, understand social media marketing and advertising and building social media communities so much more than maybe an older entrepreneur who, who's been doing it for a long time the traditional way. For sure. Yeah. So today you focus on helping entrepreneurs, brands tell their stories effectively to connect and kind of resonate with the customer. So from your perspective, what are the keys to doing that really well? Because I think that's a critical part of communicating for any business. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, there are so many different ways to storytell, but the main thing that I always tell, you know, my followers and my audience and my clients is when you are sharing the story, you want to show like the three phases of it. So, you know, obviously when you're on social media, you see these successful entrepreneurs flashing, obviously like their cars and their money and their like Stripe accounts and the person on the other side, they get inspired by it. But in some like portion of their mind, they're like, oh, I don't think I'll be able to do it either because they're only seeing the success part of it. So when you're sharing the story, you want to go through like the phases of like the old you, the transformational you, and then like the new you, right? So if I were to share a part of my story, I would talk about how I used to work. You know, my last job was at a jewelry store and I think I only worked there for like eight days right? As I was working there, I was scrolling through Instagram, looking at successful entrepreneurs. I'm like, why can't I do this too? And I went home that day and I was actually going on a trip to meet with my mentor, Brandon, for an event. And I told my job, I was like, hey, you know, I'm going on this like trip, even though I just started to work, but I'm not going to be there. (laughs) Um, And that event actually led me to not go back to my job and go and start and dive deeper into my business. So if I had just focused on like, oh, now I run a successful six-figure business, I'm speaking on stages, I wrote a best-selling book, you can do it too. People don't know the backstory of what I actually went through in order to get to that point. So Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the main things is showing how you got there too, because then it shows other people that's more possible for them. There's no such thing as kind of an overnight success, right? (laughs) And we all, I think, need to understand that even though it seems like it sometimes, it's never the case. A lot of hard work goes on behind the scenes. And I guess you're saying telling that story in an authentic way is a really valuable way to connect with others because they're struggling too to achieve things in their lives, right? So maybe uh, that connection is really how you resonate with them effectively. Yeah, correct. Interesting. How about just more broadly thinking about telling stories, right? How can we as individuals become better storytellers? A lot of us struggle with it. I know I'm not the best storyteller, especially if I'm like in a group, you know, I'm always real nervous about kind of telling a story well and effectively feel like I ruin it. You know, it's silly, but how can folks come become better storytellers? So honestly, when I tell stories, I just act as if I'm having like a conversation with my friend. Um, because like stories, like we naturally go into stories every single day without really knowing it. So when you're creating stories for your marketing or for your business, or if you're speaking on stages or doing a podcast like this, I, I don't really think about me. Oh, I have to share a story. You know, I just think about a prior experience that relates to the topic that I'm talking about. Right. So, I mean, like for me, Actually, it's funny. So my mentor, when I first met him, like he asked me, he's like, what is your story? And I was like, oh, like, what do you mean? I'm 19. I don't really have a story. Like my life's not that interesting. But like background, which I haven't really shared quite yet, is when I was growing up, I used to be a really shy person. 
in high school for four years, I was in a really toxic relationship and I lost my mom when I was 15. So I went through a lot. That's like my story. And I share that in my TEDx talk. And a lot of people related with that in, in parts of my business. Right. So like, I feel like sometimes when you're sharing stories, people tend to overthink it because they think they have to come up with some like rags to riches story. But even like going through your life and thinking of different epiphanies and experiences and people that you meet, you know, that can make a big impact on you as well. So honestly, like I don't have any sort of like dialed in like broad framework of how to tell a story. It just more so like having an experience and tagging it on with the topic that you're trying to talk about. But first, have you ever thought about doing your own podcast? I'll tell you, if you're a business owner, you absolutely should be. There's no better way to get your name out there, to grow your network, and really develop a relationship with your customers. I can tell you in the short time that I've been doing this podcast, I've already had conversations with top global influencers, Fortune 500 CEOs, and a host of other really cool people that I otherwise would not have had the opportunity to connect with. But you might be thinking, hey, it might be really hard to do a podcast. I don't know where to start, or I just don't have time. But I'll tell you, if you work with my friends at World Class Media, they make it super easy. That's who I worked with. With their done-for-you podcast, literally, all I have to do is just record the episode, and they do everything else from end-to-end, including all editing and production, development of my intro and outro and music, my artwork and website, development of my show notes, and submission of my show to all the major podcasting mediums. They even created my social media cards. And they offer me coaching along the way as well to help me to become a world-class podcaster right out of the gate. So if you've ever considered starting a podcast, you owe it to yourself to talk to world-class media because I tell you it's a lot easier than you think. So just go to gregjrice.com backslash done for you to learn more about the done for you podcast service and to set up a free consultation. All right, let's hop into the show. Love it. I love it. So once a business kind of has that story nailed down and they feel good about it, how do they go about finding those customers that they need to communicate that to or the prospects that they need to communicate that to? Mm -hmm. For sure. So, I mean, depending on your type of business model and depending on what type of platform that you are using to get clients. I mean, it's, it's kind of the same process of first of all, going back and understanding who your actual client is, because if you're sharing a story that doesn't resonate with their exact pain points, you know, they're just going to scroll and they're not going to stop. But for me, you know, I produce a lot of content, you know, the majority of my clients are either like inbound or through referral. So when I'm creating content, you know, I have a structure that way. And when I develop my content, but like for the story element aspect, if I'm talking about, for an example, let's say I'm talking about how to create consistent content every single day. Right. And I have a really intriguing headline about a specific pain point that my customer is having. Maybe they are really afraid to get on camera. Right. So I would share an experience of actually my first Facebook live I ever did I'll have to send you the link to it because it's like cringy for me. (laughs) I was so nervous to get on the live. Like it was just terrible. But after I did it once and I started to do a lot more, it got so much more comfortable for me. Mm -hmm. So sharing that type of story, that would resonate with somebody who wants to build their business 
who needs help sharing their story, who needs help creating content. So they would reach out to me asking for that help. Right. So it's all about, you know, figuring out what those pain points are. And most likely you have probably gone through some part of that in your, in your journey. So you can pull that portion, put that story into your marketing. So you mentioned the book that you wrote in 30 days, which is pretty amazing. I think a lot of folks are probably jealous of just that, but just share a little bit about kind of what the book is about and, and what are some of the key takeaways and lessons there? Yeah. So my book, it was once again, it was when I wrote it in college. So it's not as relevant as what I do right now, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's called Enrolling in Confidence, How to Live the Lifestyle You Want in College. So pretty much how I structured out the book was each chapter was a principle that I applied into my life. And still, you know, those principles I still apply to my daily life. So, you know, I, I talked about your morning routine. I talked about how, you know, who you surround yourself with is really, really crucial and really key. And that's something I learned, you know, early on in my entrepreneurial journey. But, you know, for me, when I was in college, like I, if like, honestly, if it wasn't for my mentor, I don't know if I'd be able to do what I'm doing right now. So I see a lot of, you know, people, whether they're in college or whether they're working a job, you know, they want to be doing this specific thing, whether it is building their business, but you know, they're not doing daily actions in order to get there. So my book really talks about like the daily actions and steps that I took to kind of get myself going into this specific field. And um, I wrote in 30 days because one of my good friends, she actually made the goal to do her book in 30 days and she inspired me to do so. And honestly, that was just something I wanted to utilize to build up my brand. So, you know, I pushed it and I, and I told my audience, so they kind of hold, held me accountable as I did that. So yeah, it was definitely an experience <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> and it had to feel great launching it and being a bestseller almost immediately. Like, cause you, yeah. th- you put something out there, even with me with this podcast and it's a little, um, you know, you're nervous about how it's going to be taken. You know, you don't know how folks are going to respond, especially mm-hmm. when it's something very personal. So that's awesome. And I, the reason I asked about it is I know when I was in college, I was going through a lot of kind of personal transformation. Right. And I wish I would have been a better communicator back then, just socially with different folks in college. Right. I mean, I definitely had ups and downs and it it seemed like you had a lot of great guidance for folks just on how to build the right relationships, how to Mm -hmm. think about it, how to get involved with things and kind of put yourself out there. So I think it's really relevant for anyone, even today, right. In college who are struggling with those things. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So you also do some broader coaching, right. Around the unforgettable lives concept. Mm. So I'd love for you to tell me a little bit more about Unforgettable Lives and and what you're doing there. Yeah. So Mm. Unforgettable Lives, that's more so like, so, so my, my business, like my, my company is Unforgettable by Saba. Like my, my coaching is brands that sell, but like my overall brand message is creating unforgettable lives. Right. So for me, I, I feel like I'm still in the really beginning stages of what I want to be doing in my business and in my life. So right now, you know, I'm really focusing on the business aspect so I can help and work with other entrepreneurs, not just creating unforgettable brands, but helping them change their life too. Mm. But like, you know, at the end of the day, when I show up and do my work, it really is to create, you know, unforgettable lives for other people. So, you know, in the beginning, I didn't know I wanted to get into branding and organic marketing. It took me a while to really understand this is what I want to do, at least for like a little bit and something I'm really, really good at. So I was that person who was like, oh, I'm just going to show up and be really inspirational and motivational. 
However, that obviously wasn't bringing me any money. And a lot of people don't talk about that because they're like, oh, you know, I just want to be this inspirational person who wants to speak on stage, you know, and throw their own events and, you know, make millions of dollars. But it it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, how can I do do both? So that's why, you know, I kind of niche down into my branding and organic marketing to build a successful, sustainable business while still creating this brand that eventually, you know, I want to throw my own events and speak a lot more on stages um, and truly help people pretty much see the capabilities that they don't see within themselves, because that's what my mentor Brandon did for me. And I feel like that's something that I'm also really good at helping other people identify. Yeah, very powerful. And Speaking of speaking on stages, I know you, you've presented a couple times at TED, right? And I know a lot of entrepreneurs would love to have that opportunity. So I'm just curious of the process of being able to get to that stage and, and how you accomplish that. Yeah. So honestly, the process, the first time I did a TEDx talk, it was simply by application. What people don't realize about TEDx is you don't have to be a speaker in order to give one. I had spoken before, but that's not primarily what they look at. What they look at is the story and the idea that you're actually pitching them. So what, they, what they're really finding is some sort of different revolutionary idea that will really help their audience apply in their own life and take away. So for me, my first one that I did was in um, Hudsonville, Michigan, and I just simply applied through the website. I what I've done a lot of peer and marketing, so I'm pretty good at finding people's emails online. There wasn't a specific email, but I found the coordinator's name. So I searched and found her email. So I was the one who was just following up and asking about, oh, like, you know, when when's like the process? Like, how do you guys choose speakers? And I was just being really involved. So pretty much, you know, I did that probably for like a month, a month and a half. And then they had their board meeting and conversations to pick speakers. And I was one of them. So that's how I gave my first one. And then my second one was actually by invite from a university that I went to. So honestly, like the process of doing one, it's pretty simple. You just go to the website and apply. But what's really, really crucial is that story and the idea that you are pitching them. What was the idea that, that you pitched and spoke about in your first talk? Yeah, so my my talk actually really changed. So when I first pitched <laughs> them, there there's also always a TEDx theme. So my theme was connection. And for me, the idea that I pitched was one connection. Like all you need in order to change your life is one connection. At first, I was going to talk about my mentor. He's still in my in my um, talk, but that completely shifted to the one connection is really just yourself. And you know, if you guys have the time to to watch my TEDx, it'll make sense about my story. And my title was "Why You Need to Disconnect in Order to Reconnect." To truly, once again, see the capabilities within yourself. Um, so it obviously wasn't just like, you know, about connections or networking. There was like kind of a double meaning to the word one connection. So just a couple of last questions I like to ask everybody who I have on the show. Mm-hmm. The first one is around the power of conversations. I think we've kind of talked about it a good bit already, but I like to ask everyone if there's a specific conversation they can point to in their lives that had a significant impact on the direction that they ended up taking. Mm. For sure. So I've had so many of these, honestly, but the main one was probably, it was actually kind of at like a mastermind Mm -hmm. and it was 
the weekend before my senior year of college, like when I was starting school for like the last year. And it was actually a cabin in Iowa. I'm, I'm from Iowa, but I was in a cabin. It was my mentor's mastermind. And I was having a conversation kind of with the group, right? And we we're going one by one and everyone was saying what they want to accomplish in the upcoming year. And then Brandon pointed to me and he was like, Saba, like this is your last year of college. What are you going to do to actually make not just an impact, you know, for those college students, but also for yourself? So for me, it just kind of got me thinking about how I was showing up as the person that I wanted to become, right? So like after hearing other successful entrepreneurs do so like have such big plans about what they were doing, I kind of felt like I was playing small. And one thing that I didn't really bring up at all in this podcast was I was always around older people and a lot more successful people. So I always felt like I was like the new one in the room or like the newbie. Um, So for me, like the impact that that conversation that mastermind had on me was I always want to play bigger. Like no matter what I do, I always have bigger goals, you know, bigger vision. And when I work with my clients, I always tell them to think bigger because, you know, if you put like a cap on what it is that you want to do, you're only going to act as that person, right? So for an example, you know, if you want to hit 10K a month, if you want to be a millionaire or become a millionaire, you already have to be that person mm-hmm. before like bringing it into your reality. So I I think that conversation really had that type of impact on me as, you know, I showed up and actually started my business back then. Yeah, I think mindset is so important to what you're going to achieve because if you have the wrong mindset, it'll sabotage you. It won't let you get there to your goal. And then on top of that, I think the people you surround yourself with is a huge driver of your mindset, right? Because you start to see what's possible when you're around those people who are accomplishing amazing things. Right. Um, so I, yeah. I think that's definitely a lesson folks want to take away is surround yourself with great people, learn from them, and, mm-hmm. and then get your mindset right. And, and right. then For you'll sure. start achieving your goals and work hard. You got to work hard. Yeah. To this happen. <laughs> um, so, so second question, as you think about everything that you've accomplished so far, what, if there was one communication skill that you could have had in more abundance that would have made it easier, what would that have been? Probably be able to communicate what I do a lot better. Like mm-hmm. what I kind of said earlier in the beginning, I wasn't necessarily sure what I was helping people with, like I was kind of all over the place. And one thing that I made the mistake on, I see a lot of people make the mistake on is they create a lot of content. They do a good job in sharing their story, but they never tell their audience what they do and how they can help them. And I struggled with that a lot, right? People, people loved my stuff. I was making value, value posts all the time and people really enjoyed it, but they didn't know exactly how I could help them. So there wasn't an influx of money coming in. Mm -hmm. So not until I integrated my story with what I actually do for people to actually reach out to me and get on a call and actually, you know, convert them as a client, did I actually start to see success in my business? And I actually did make a post about this pretty recently about if, if you don't tell people what it is that you do, like, it's going to be really hard for you to help them. And that kind of sounds like, duh, you're supposed to do that. But there's so many people who don't necessarily do that through their content. So I wish I had that skill, you know, definitely a lot earlier. 
It's so valuable. I, but I, I think some folks even go the other way too much, right? They they just focus on what they can do and, and they're just selling, selling, selling without sharing their story. Yeah. And the real place you need to be is the balance between the two, I talking about it. your story, adding value, but then also communicating how you can help and add value for them. Yeah, for sure. So last question for you, who is the best communicator that you know, either know of or know personally? And why do you say that about them? <laughs> so this is going to be really funny because no one probably knows this person, but it's actually That's like okay. my best friend. <laughs> That's awesome. It's my best friend. And he's like really like he, he never really holds anything back. So he's always just open and honest. And I think that's a really <laughs> key skill to have because when I show up for my brand and for my business, like I'm really transparent with what I do. So there's never like an ul- ulterior intention behind what I'm doing. So even for example, when I get on like sales call with people, like I will tell people, Hey, like, you know, at the end I have like a program, you know, if you're interested, you can join. If not, that's okay. I'll direct you to something that's more valuable for you. So like for me, it's always about just being so transparent and authentic with that person you're trying to communicate with. So there's never like, like unbalanced there. Right. And my friend, like he just always does a great job at that. And I can see how that helps him in his own life and his relationship is, and in his like work as well. Um, he's in real estate, so he obviously talks to a lot of people, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So um, I think that just just one thing that I, I really admire. Then, of course, like so many other successful entrepreneurs, they do a really good job at just sharing their message. But I think if you know someone at a really personal level, you can see how that really shows up in their life a lot more than obviously people that you just see on social media. Yeah, I love it. You'll have to share this with them so that, uh, you know, I he will. gets all the accolades that that, that, yeah. you're, um, <laughs> that you're giving him right now. So that's, that's tremendous. Um, all right. So where can folks find you? Where can they learn more about what you're doing and, and even how to work with you if they're interested? Yeah, for sure. So I'm I'm very active on social media. So you can find me on Instagram. Um, my handle is at the Saba Ali. Um, it, on Facebook, my first and last name Saba Ali. Um, if you want to work with me more on like a business level, um, you can go to sabaaliconsulting.com and book a free call with me to see if there's any way that I can help you. You know, sell more of your high ticket um, programs or services all done organically through your brand. Love it. So definitely check that out. A lot of great content um, to where you get a ton of value out of it. So just Saba, thank you so much for being on today. I thought it was a great conversation with the audience. Learned a lot about storytelling, how to connect it to their brand, how to put themselves out there, I think, and, and overcome their fears and, and, and just how to be a successful young entrepreneur or even an older entrepreneur, right? But get over that negative talk that I think a lot of folks have in their head, right? And that imposter syndrome that we all suffer from. So thank you so much. Really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for having me. Don't let the momentum stop now. Continue your path towards connecting at another level by joining the Communication Nation. We'll be discussing today's topics as well as more real-world solutions to transforming your life personally and professionally at facebook.com slash groups slash join the Communication Nation. Remember, you're only one good conversation away from transforming your business and life. And that conversation starts right here on The Art of Communication.